This hour of Spears and Ali on ESPN Tucson is brought to you by Tucson Federal Credit Union and the Volpe team at Nova Home Loans. Now back to Spears and Ali on 1490 AM, 94.9 HD Channel 4 ESPN Tucson. I'm Justin Spears, and yes, my neck hurts too from bobbing to this amazing song. It's a headbanger, as you metalheads would say, right, Andrew? <laughs> uh, Living color, cult of personality. No doubt. No doubt. I love it. Sorry, podcast listeners, you can't hear it. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I, I feel so. <laughs> I feel like anytime we come back in a break and we're talking about the songs, our podcast listeners are like, what the hell are you guys talking about? <laughs> yeah, so for unfortunately for our podcast listeners, you can't listen to the live music. Or not live music, but the music that we play during the live show. Yeah. So, yeah, cult classic, Living Color. But you could put any song you want in front of that and make it a really funny interaction. Like you could yep. make it like the Veggie Tales theme. <laughs> ah, my neck hurts from bobbing to this song. Exactly. <laughs> uh, hour number three presented by Tucson Federal Credit Union and the Volpe team at Nova Home Loans. Uh, so for our, for our hour number three listeners, no Ollie Farhang today. Uh, he's got the day off. He'll be back tomorrow. And then uh, don't forget later on this hour – we will be giving away a pair of – is it a pair of tickets to the Tucson Craft Beer Crawl? Yes, sir. So that's during the uh, last hour uh, – the, the last call segment, excuse me. So at 5.50-ish, between 5.50 and 6 o'clock, please be ready because we're giving away a pair of tickets to the Tucson Craft Beer Crawl presented by Tucson Foodie. And that's going down this Saturday in downtown Tucson starting at 1 o'clock. Which is perfect timing because you have, you know, 32 little sample tickets where you can try all sorts of different beers and other drinks, and it's going to be a good time. I think it's just 30. Not that it makes a difference. Is it just 30? Yeah, 30. Oh, man. Two-ounce sample tickets. Ah, I see what you mean. Okay. But regardless, it's still a lot. Still a good amount. 60 ounces of beer. To enjoy yourself <laughs> in downtown Tucson. And I know for college basketball fans, it might be a little tough because Saturday, Arizona plays against ASU at noon at McHale Center. But if you can't go to the game, why not go enjoy yourself at the Tucson uh, beer crawl? And then you can also not only watch the game on TV when Arizona plays ASU, but then right at 1 o'clock, the Arizona women's basketball team, they're playing against Oregon State. So you have both basketball programs playing at the same time, and you could potentially have beer on us mm -hmm. because we're giving away those tickets. So if you want to enjoy this great event, make sure you tune in at the end of this hour for those tickets. And then plus we also have a $50 gift certificate for the landing, which is a, a pretty cool seafood spot, and you can stay casual while you eat seafood. So I can go wear some uh, some joggers. And my Drake hoodie, my OVO hoodie, while I eat some some great seafood and not be judged. Do you have the Crocs on today too? No, or? I don't. No, I'm wearing some Adidas today. Mm. Yeah, I did, didn't wear the Crocs because it's not raining, so I can I can wear my my good shoes and not have to worry about it getting wet. Crocs are pretty good rain shoes, because mm. when when it gets muddy, when it gets some rain on it, you just go hose them down, and they're they're perfectly fine. So you know, shoes are supposed to protect your feet from like the elements, right? Like, yeah. they're made for that. Yeah, they do. Okay, cool. the, the Crocs did. Oh, okay, They, they protect okay. my feet. Like, they cover my feet. I don't have the, the Crocs with the holes on the the toes. So, it, it's my Crocs are covered. 
Okay, I got those those next level Crocs, all right. And they protected my feet. And the Crocs, man, don't don't sleep on the Crocs, man. I judged them. I judged anyone who wore Crocs. Even Kurt Creasa last year. Remember his his Crocs were a big thing. And then I got a pair, man. Changed my life. Changed my life. And this is not like a Crocs ad by by any means. We're not like sponsored by Crocs. I'm just letting we the world be. know. Crocs send that, a check. That I have a pair of Crocs and I've uh, had some good experiences with them. So, anyways, I digress. Let's talk to some Arizona ASU basketball memories. If you want to call into the show, 719-1490 is a phone number. 719-1490. When you think about memorable Arizona versus ASU basketball games, what immediately comes to mind? Uh, so a few that that I picked out that uh, I think that a lot of people can agree with me on is, uh, first and foremost, I think the the most memorable game for me, it, I mean, it's not even memorable for me because, quite frankly, I wasn't around then. <laughs> but in terms of games that happened between Arizona and ASU, I don't think you can bring up this air quote rivalry, and I'm using air quotes because let's be real here, it's got to be competitive to be a rivalry. <laughs> ASU beat Arizona five straight times in the years that the Wildcats were in between Lute Olson and Sean Miller. That purgatory era when they had Kevin O'Neill and Russ Pinnell as their head coaches. So ASU had Arizona's number then, but it took not a head coach being around, or the head coach being around, and also took the greatest player in program history at ASU in order for it to happen, and James Harden. Uh, but outside of that, ever since Lute Olson was hired at Arizona, the Wildcats have absolutely smothered the, the Sun Devils. Um, and it was like that with Sean Miller, too. Now, ASU did you know, kind of come up and, and beat the Wildcats from time to time, but for the most part, it's just been absolute dominance by the Arizona Wildcats. And so far, uh, Tommy Lloyd has yet to lose to the, the rival from up north. So notable ASU Arizona memories. The the first one that I said that you always have to talk about is the Steve Kerr game in 1984. Steve Kerr's father, Malcolm Kerr, who was the uh, president of, of I think it was American University in Beirut in Lebanon, and the previous president had been I think either kidnapped or assassinated. But Malcolm Kerr, Steve Kerr's father, he wanted to take that responsibility. So he went overseas and then was unfortunately assassinated. And Steve Kerr wakes up to the sound of a phone right around 3 o'clock in the morning in Tucson. And this was in the 80s, so his phone is, is, is rattling. He picks it up off the hook, puts it to his ear, and then discovers that his father had been assassinated. And, you know, Steve Kerr was in a, a state of funk, obviously, right? His, his father, his hero, the guy that took him to UCLA basketball games growing up and introduced him to the sport of basketball. Um, you know, he, he lost his father, was in a very fragile and vulnerable state of mind. And then a few days later, he goes out and puts up an impressive 12 points. Now, people hear 12 points. It's like, well, well, it's Steve Kerr, right? He had a great NBA career. Like, what, what's so special about 12 points? Man, he put up 12 points days after his father passed away. And this was at a time when his role 
was very minimal. Like, Steve Kerr averaged just a few points per game at Arizona in, in, in that season. And then his father passes away. They play against ASU, and he puts up 12 points. And not only does he put up double figures, but his first basket was a swish three-pointer. And before the game, they held a moment of silence. They made sure that the team uh, was was still in the, the dressing room when it happened. It was a very emotional day for Steve Kerr. And f- from that point on, that was kind of Steve... I mean, th- that game right there, that was Steve Kerr's coming out party. And Steve Kerr had always been a household name moving forward, whether it was with the University of Arizona or whether it was at the NBA level. Obviously, he won uh, some championships as a player with the Chicago Bulls and the San Antonio Spurs and is now the head coach of the Golden State Warriors. But, you know, that whole day was was really special because Steve Kerr was playing in honor of his father. I mean, shoot, Ricky Hundley was being honored at halftime of that game because his jersey was, like, getting retired or something. So the, the big football star was being honored at halftime of that game. Steve Kerr put up an impressive performance. And I think um, ASU students in that game were throwing out, you know, certain things at Steve Kerr. Like they were telling him certain things regarding his father. And it was very tasteless and something that you don't tell anyone after they lose their parent. And ASU fans or students were heckling Steve Kerr, which is absolutely ridiculous. And like I said, it's very tasteless and and terrible but it was also really cool to see Steve Kerr come out, have 12 points, knock down his first three-pointer. So that, to me, will always be the the memorable Arizona versus ASU basketball game, what Steve Kerr did in 1984. Uh, and then I think, uh, you know, games that I remember, you know, of course, I, I watched the, the Lute Olsen era when it was really at the at kind of like the peak of it, right, or when it was when it was really good. And I think that the game in Tempe, when Salim Stoudemire hit the game winner against a really good ASU team. I'm not sure if Ike Diagu was still on ASU at that time, but, you know, ASU was not that great of a team. And Arizona, they were going to go to the tournament, right? They were on track to be this great tournament team. They were going to make a great run. You know, ASU had absolutely no business being in that game against Arizona. But the the game came down to the wire. ASU had the Wildcats on the ropes. And guess who it was who stepped up to the plate? It was Salim Stoudemire. Salim Stoudemire hitting the game winner, and Arizona walked away with a win over their rival. And Salim Stoudemire, I mean, that wasn't just his only game winner of that season. Uh, you know, fast forward uh, about a month later or a few weeks later, and Salim Stoudemire splashes a game winner against Oklahoma State in the Sweet 16. So that season was just chock full of incredible moments by Salim Stoudemire hitting those game winners. I had just wished that Arizona had Washington's number because it seemed like Nate Robinson and Brandon Roy and all those guys, man, they gave Arizona some serious problems during those years. And if the Wildcats were able to edge out Washington that season, you know, you're the best team in the conference. It would have just, it would added just a, a little extra to that season, but Arizona still went on to the elite eight. And uh, we all know what happened 
in that Elite Eight game in Chicago. But, man, Salim Stoudemire's game winner over ASU in Tempe will always go down as one of the top memories uh, in this rivalry. And then um, I think you got to turn the clocks way, way back to pre-Lute Olsen when you talk about in- important memories because uh, you have to talk about Bob Elliott and what he did against ASU. Uh, Bob Elliott is the second leading scorer in program history. Uh, he will always go down as one of the best big men. But what he did against ASU will be probably never duplicated ever again. And that is putting up 38 points and 25 rebounds. 38 points and 25 rebounds against your arch rival. And, you know, that was also at a time when the the Wildcats had Al Fleming, the guy who put up 41 points against a Dick Vitale-coached Detroit Mercy team at McHale Center, uh, the most points ever recorded by a Wildcat uh, at McHale. But Bob Elliott was on that team, played under Fred Snowden, and we all know what Big Bird did at the University of Arizona. But that one particular game against ASU, putting up 38-25, and 25, uh, will certainly be memorable. And then let's fast forward all the way to the COVID year, the the 2020-21 season. And I know a lot of people don't want to really remember that game truly, because, or that season truly, because, one, you couldn't attend any Arizona basketball games. Like going to McHale Center that season – was just so freaking weird. Like seeing cardboard cutouts, hearing the same pumped-in crowd noise, it just it wasn't fun, right? I, I didn't have any sort of fun covering events uh, that season. But the game up in Tempe, and you have all the 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 spaces or the the seats on the bench all spaced out. You got coaches wearing masks. Everyone's all masked up. It was just a a weird point in time, right, for everyone. But It provided a great memory in the Arizona-ASU basketball rivalry because late in the game, ASU's Remy Martin had a chance to be a hero, but he missed the layup and was kind of squirming around on the floor trying to draw the foul, or at least really sell it, but he didn't get the call. And then the ball lands in the hands of James Akinjo. And James Akinjo pushes up the floor, and is immediately double teamed right on the, the, the three-point wing. And he puts up what looks to be a three-point shot. Like, you look at the replay of this, and it, I swear as, uh, James Akinjo is putting up a three-point shot attempt. But it falls short into the hands of Azulis Tubelis, who then puts it up at the buzzer. Arizona wins the basketball game. So, again, I look at that video... And Arizona basketball fans know exactly what I'm talking about. I could not tell if James Akinjo was passing it or shooting it. And knowing the James Akinjo experience at the University of Arizona, I'm willing to bet that he tried to shoot the ball. And it just fell short. And luckily enough, Azulis Tubelis was able to to pick it up. But Azulis Tubelis, his game winner in the, the, the COVID-19 influence season, to me, will always be a memorable uh, moment between Arizona and ASU. I mean, that, that season was just was just really weird because Benedict Matherin was like starting to generate a little bit of NBA buzz, and we wondered what kind of jump he would take at Arizona. And then a little bit later, Sean Miller gets fired. And then Tommy Lloyd gets hired and convinces Benedict Matherin to stay, convinces uh, 
Dalen Terry to stay and work on his game. Same with Kirk Creason and all that. Um, and then in one year under Tommy Lloyd, Benedict Matherin goes from, ah, he might make the NBA to surefire lottery pick. And now he's in position to win NBA Sixth Man of the Year and Rookie of the Year. Christian Coloco went from this kind of raw big man to the Pac-12's best defensive player and one of the top shot blockers in program history. And Dalen Terry emerged from just kind of a guy that does a little bit of everything decent to the straw that stirs the drink, the the glue for Arizona's team, and end up becoming a first-round pick. Uh, so it was really cool to see what Arizona was able to do after that one season. And then, I mean, shoot, look at Azulis Tabellis and his development over the last couple of years and what he's turned into lately despite uh, some of the recent struggles. So, um, yes, all the, the things that we just talked about, <laughs> the memorable moments, you notice the common theme here? It all results in Arizona winning the ball game. Woo, which is weird for a Justin Spears list. Usually you're pouring salt into all of our um, Yeah, Come on. i got to humble you guys every now and again. It's... All right, coming up next on uh, Spears and Ali, let's talk to Dana Scott from the Arizona Republic. He's going to talk about Kevin Durant and his debut with the Phoenix Suns. It won't be on Friday when they play Oklahoma City, but when will KD finally suit up for the Suns? We ask Dana Scott coming up next. Spears. Justin Spears, I like that. And Ali. I want to be entertaining, but I'm not stupid enough to compare myself to Ali. We'll be right back on 1490 AM ESPN Tucson. Welcome back to Spears and Ali on ESPN Tucson, 1490 AM, 94.9 HD Channel 4, ESPNTucson.com, the ESPN Tucson mobile app, and the Spears and Ali podcast. little friendly reminder that Spears and Ali is moving to the mornings. Starting March 6th. Sleep is for the week. Sleep is the cousin of death. Yep, that's what Nas said. But, uh, yeah, we're going to be moving to the morning, and it's going to be from 7 to 9 a.m. And I'm very excited to be joining uh, the morning crew here at Arizona Lotus. Like all of our sister stations, they have prominent morning talk shows, I feel Mm -hmm. like. So being in the mix here with with them, it's going to be amazing. But... (laughs) I'm also just excited to, you know, get out into the the morning landscape here in Tucson just for sports in general, right? There's no morning sports talk shows in town, local morning sports talk shows. And I figured, you know, hey, ESPN doesn't have Mikey to Mike anymore. Uh, Dan Levitard is by himself. There's not really that prominent morning sports talk show nationally that people tuned into. Um, or that, that they turn into now. So I feel like there's an open window for us. And uh, I'm really excited that, you know, we get to wake up early in the morning and talk about what happened the next day. Like while you're driving to work, you can listen to us. A lot of people, they listen to us while they're driving from work to home. Now, as soon as you leave your house and you're driving to your job, you can listen to us live in the morning. So Uh, I'm very excited about it. Again, uh, it will be happening on March 6th. Uh, Our last afternoon show is on March 3rd, and we'll be doing a live show from the Kologar Classic. So our last afternoon show will be on a golf course. How about that? I love it. How fitting. I love it, man. Um, All right, so the NBA is actually back. Uh, The the NBA All-Star break is officially over with, and a lot of notable games going down tonight. 
at 8 p.m. The Warriors are taking on the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, right now, the Denver Nuggets currently top-seeded in the Western Conference. Uh, they are playing the Cleveland Cavaliers, and they're winning 24-14 to near the end of the first quarter. And then the Celtics are playing against the Indiana Pacers, and the Celtics currently leading uh, 29-21. to And uh, let's see what uh, Benedict Matherin is, is up to in this game. Benedict Matherin, the former Arizona Wildcat, uh, still no points, has only played just three minutes. So still plenty of time for Benedict Matherin uh, to get some stats in this game. I'm really curious to see how he does in this final stretch of the season. I think that Benedict Matherin, the way that he's playing right now, I mean, he leads NBA bench scoring. So he's a rookie and he's leading the NBA in bench scoring. You have to like his chances in being the NBA rookie of the year, or excuse me, the NBA sixth man of the year. But he also is among the scoring leaders for rookies, period. But he's doing it off the bench. That's the thing is a lot of these top rookies who were drafted right around the time Benedict Matherin was picked, these guys are all in the starting lineup. They're all like these prominent franchise players. Benedict Matherin's in a weird situation because you still have Buddy Heald. You still have Andrew Nemhard. Uh, you still also have um, Tyrese Halliburton and, you know, Miles Turner. Like, you have franchise players right now, and Benedict Matherin's just still, you know, trying to figure his way out in the NBA and look to potentially be that guy. But he's coming off the bench while a lot of his lottery pick counterparts are starting in the NBA right now. So for Benedict Matherin to do what he's doing off the bench, it's uh, it's pretty damn impressive. And I'd be surprised if he comes away empty this season. Like, he's got to win at least one of these awards, whether it's sixth man of the year or rookie of the year or both. He's got to win at least one at the rate that he's playing right now. Um, but besides the, the Celtics Pacers, uh, the Pistons and the Magic are playing against each other right now. That first quarter uh, just started. Uh, the Magic lead 23-18. to 18. And then uh, later on, uh, starting right now actually, the Memphis Grizzlies are taking on the Philadelphia 76ers. Pelicans, Raptors, Spurs, Mavericks, Thunder, Jazz, and Trailblazers, Kings. So nice little NBA lineup uh, to start off the quote-unquote second half of the NBA season. And then the Phoenix Suns tomorrow... Uh, they're taking on the Oklahoma City Thunder. We all know that Kevin Durant will uh, not be available. And uh, we were supposed to get Dana Scott on the line here to talk about what's going on with the Phoenix Suns and obviously Kevin Durant. But it uh, looks like uh, Dana Scott is not answering. Um, and, hey, it happens. Uh, we've always had uh, guests have something get in the way. And I know Dana, he's a, a new father. Like, he just had a baby welcomed into this world. So I don't understand what he's going through because I don't have kids myself. I don't have kids myself, right? I, I thought you meant you don't understand having the kid. I was like, damn, all right. No, 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 no. I'm not that. Jeez, Louise, I'm not. I'm not that I'll insensitive. I'll never understand that. No, I'll, I'll just, I'll never understand the, the grind of being a parent. And I will say this. I did experience life as a parent the last time that I saw my brother, because he brought his kids down, and all of a sudden uh, he was like, "Hey, you want to go check on your nephew? He's he's just waking up from a nap." I said, "Yeah, sure." So I went in, and it, it reeked, just smelled like poop, 
and I knew it. I knew it. I'm like, oh my gosh, he he had a blowout, and sure enough, we're like looking to change him inside his little like pack and play thing, and it was a blowout. I was so surprised that this little thing, this little human being, could produce that much poop. <laughs> I didn't. I was so surprised that that little guy could create that much poop that much feces and i got a little bit of i got a little whiff of that man and i i looked at my brother and i started gagging and he was like what 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 i'm like dude it's human feces and the way that thing was kicking my ass i looked at my brother i'm like you have to do this every single day multiple times multiple times man oh i wasn't i i realized then and there i ain't ready to have kids just yet I ain't nowhere near that that level, but um, I I think that kids are great. I love them, but man, Uncle Justin's gonna enjoy life not changing diapers because yeah, that that's that's for the birds. So not gonna be a, a for any any single women looking for Justin. He's looking for the dink lifestyle. Yep. Double what, income, no kids. Exactly. Hey, let's go. Let's go to Fiji, baby. <laughs> let's go to Turks and Caicos. Screw these kids, man. Um, as as Dana comes on the show here. Um, all right, so <laughs> let's get Dana Scott on from the Arizona Republic. Dana, thanks for calling in. Uh, we're we're kind of uh, at the end of our break here, but uh, how, how's the how's life as a parent? Oh, life as a parent is basically a, a bliss. Uh, actually, you caught me uh, at a time when I'm watching Bubble Guppies with my daughter, and I uh, got basically caught up uh, in the mix of trying to wait with me. Uh, uh, so she's learning how to stand on her own, which she's doing is next to me, and it's been fun. It's been a wild time, uh, so learning how to be a dad while uh, managing my coverage of the Suns and also coming off of managing my coverage of the NFL's uh, Super Bowl week in the Phoenix area. <laughs> well, Dana, uh, we, we appreciate any time that we can get with you. Unfortunately, we're we're kind of closing up or we're kind of coming near a commercial break. Um, is there any chance yeah. that we could get you on for the next segment or maybe during tomorrow's show? Yeah, I got you for the next segment. I'm here, man. I, I, I appreciate you having me on. Sorry for the delay of, you know, in, in getting on the show. So I'm here, man. Oh, dude, no, I appreciate you, Dana. All right, so we're gonna take a a, qu- a quick commercial break. But coming up on the other side, we got Dana Scott from the Arizona Republic gonna talk about the latest with the Phoenix Suns and Kevin Durant. Stay tuned. More Spears and Ali coming up next. That's a that's a great life. That's a great athletic department. That's a great thing to celebrate, and it fires me up. So go out there and give it to your all, boys. Let's take the second half. Now don't take don't don't, don't headbutt the Coke machine, dude. That's going too far. All right. I just want you to go out there and play a good game with a lot of energy. Hey, don't forget we still have a pair of digital tickets to the Tucson Craft Beer Crawl going down. This Saturday afternoon in downtown Tucson, uh, we will be giving away those tickets at the end of the show. So right around 5.50, 5.50 to 6 o'clock, make sure you're tuned in for your chance to win those tickets. All right, let's get back to our conversation with Dana Scott from the Arizona Republic. Dana, we appreciate you uh, for joining us today. Um, so Kevin Durant is supposed to be making his debut very soon with the Phoenix Suns. But it won't be as soon as Friday. What can you tell us about the latest with KD? 
Yeah, the Suns ruled him out for his MCL sprain Friday, uh, today actually, so he won't be playing Friday against the OKC Thunder, his former team that drafted him actually, or the, you know, by the way, the Seattle Supersonics before they went to OKC, rather, mm-hmm. uh, in 2008. And so he will be back projected to uh, return against the Charlotte Hornets in Charlotte on Wednesday. Um, that's according to the athletic Sham Sharanya. So he'll be, he actually was participating in everything uh, for Suns practice today. Uh, that's according to Monty Williams when I went to the Suns media availability. Uh, he, they had a scrimmage and he actually was uh, participated in that as well. And he looks good according to Monty, but they haven't checked all the boxes yet for his return just uh, for this weekend. But it should be a go as of March 1st, which is next Wednesday, and that's what I predicted for KD to be back in full effect with the Suns. So the the Phoenix Suns have an impressive core of Kevin Durant, the, the 34-year-old star who will go down as one of the top small forwards the game has ever seen. And then you have Devin Booker, who's this all-star shooting guard. Chris Paul, who's a savvy veteran, will go down as one of the maybe a top-five point guard of all time. And then DeAndre Ayton which is a walking double-double. We all know what D.A. can bring to the Phoenix Suns. But when you think about what needs to work for the Phoenix Suns in order for them to get over the hump and win a championship, what do you think is the X factor for this group? Well, the Suns wanted to have KD in the summer. Uh, Well, meaning James Jones, they had some talks, and there was nothing really there. But uh, Mikael Bridges playing at the high level that he has been, and they, the Nets were looking for an all-star caliber player in return. And Kale Bridges is playing at that level as a uh, one of the best two-way guards, uh, two-way forwards in the game and two-way players in general. So he was a defensive player of the year, runner-up last year, which went to Marcus Smart. And then this, Mikhail actually was playing uh, great for the Suns at the two spot in place of Devin Booker, who was out for the better part of two months with his hamstring injury and so you know playing point guard in place of uh, Chris Paul at times uh, to bring up the ball to make Chris play off the ball more and then being a three-point threat that Mikhail is and then seeing the way that uh, Mikhail has taken over fourth quarters to win games for the Suns as they won 9 of 11 right before he was traded on February 8th to the Brooklyn Nets that trade would not have happened if Mikhail didn't play at the level he had been playing and we saw that uh, February 15th, the week after he was traded, scoring 45 for the Brooklyn Nets in their win over the Heat. And he basically earned the nickname Brooklyn Bridges as the Barclays Center uh, crowd tra- chanted when he scored that 45, his career high. Dana Scott from the Arizona Republic joining Spears and Ali on ESPN Tucson. Uh, so earlier today, I, uh, I think that you saw Brittany Griner at the, uh, at the practice facility. What was it like seeing her back? You know, it's really cool to see Brittany back. I personally thought she should have taken a year off after all that's happened and being away from her family for, you know, 300 plus days and that Russian prison and going through something that's probably worthy of a movie that could be optioned for some Hollywood studio in due time for the next 10 years or so, or, or some made for TV movie, maybe for a lifetime or something, right? Yeah. Um, so, you know, for the women's channel. I think that. She looks great, and she looks like she's back in her element having fun. She's doing something she loves with the people she loves, 
And she was out there with the coach of the Mercury, Vanessa Nygaard, and Brianna Turner, uh, her teammate uh, for the Phoenix Mercury. So it, Brianna loves the, ba- the game, and I think that's why she wants to come back, and they resigned her on Tuesday. And seeing her at the facility and, you know, rubbing shoulders with D.A. and, uh, and DeAndre Ayton and just being so uh, happy to be back at home in Phoenix is something that we all should cherish. And kudos to her for wanting to play again and go give it a go with uh, with Diana uh, Diana Taurasi, her teammate for so many years, as they won uh, titles together, and, and and they were trying to give it a go uh, with uh, uh, Diana, who's got a multi-year extension, which is probably at least two years when they say multi-year. Uh, they didn't disclose the terms of that, but yeah, Brianna uh, Brittany Griner is definitely. A uh, heartfelt story, and it's something that we also look forward to come this May when the WNBA season starts. Diana Taurasi, um, I'm glad you brought her up because uh, she just, you know, signed a, a multi-year contract, like you just said, and she's coming back for her 19th season. But man, she's won so many games during her time with the Phoenix Mercury. They won championships. I almost imagine you when you talk about like the Mount Rushmore of sports figures in Arizona. I feel like you have to put Diana Taurasi up there with people like maybe Larry Fitzgerald and Jerry Colangelo and Randy Johnson. 100%. You know, I, yeah, I get upset when people say that Phoenix hasn't won a major sports title uh, because the Phoenix Mercury have won three led by Diana Taurasi. And I'm partial to her because I'm a Connecticut native, born and raised, and I know that she went to UConn and had a great career there, and she continues it with the Mercury as one of the more prominent teams of the W that's helped pretty much uh, made the W a sustainable, solvent league for the you know, 25, 27 years that it's been in existence. So I think that we ought to give props to Diana Taurasi as the biggest sports figure in Phoenix sports history and next to Larry Fitzgerald, who didn't win a title with the Cardinals. And now she's up there with the Barclays. She's up there with, you know, Tom Chambers and uh, Gonzo's for, you know, the Diamondbacks and Kurt Schilling and, if you will, and uh, with Randy Johnson. And so I, I think that she deserves to be up there with all the greats uh, that come out of the Arizona sports team, namely Phoenix. That's for sure. Dana Scott from the Arizona Republic joining Spears and Ali on ESPN Tucson. Uh, Dana, going back to the Phoenix Suns, you know, we we look at them as the team that could win an NBA championship. Uh, But, of course, you know, they're going to have some troubles along the way. Um, Who do you think is the biggest hurdle for them in the Western Conference? And let's say they make it to the NBA Finals. Who would be the absolute worst matchup for the Suns to win a championship? Well, the biggest hurdle for the Suns is the health. You know, to make sure these guys are healthy, let's start with that. Because yeah. Chris Paul has missed significant time. Devin Booker's missed significant time. You know, DeAndre Ayton has some ankle problems. And Kevin Durant, obviously, has missed, you know, for the most part, uh, when he comes back, it'll be close to two months that he's been out. So the health is the first thing. And making sure those guys all can play together and they don't run into what the Brooklyn Nets went through, playing, you know, that big three uh, with Harden, Durant, and uh, with Kyrie Irving, just 17 games in, in four years. So let's start with there. And then the, the Denver Nuggets, the Jokic, the two-time reigning MVP, and the Western Conference's best team uh, pretty much all season, they're really the team that people need to find as 
the biggest roadblock because if they don't beat the Nuggets then, and, and Jokic wins his third MVP, then uh, we, we could say that it's a big I told you so because if the Suns can figure out a way to win and be healthy and, and, and they can actually get far down into the playoffs, then you can believe that the Nuggets will be right there unless there's some fluke thing that happens. I mean, think about this Nuggets team. In the bubble, they beat the Jazz after being down, you know, 3-0. And then, you know, they they did what they did against, uh, you know, to get to the conference finals in the bubble. And then the Nets, uh, the Suns swept them in the second round in their finals run a couple of years ago. But this Nets, this Nuggets team has added a lot of great pieces. You know, they added Catavius Caldwell-Pope, and then they have a great Aaron Gordon, you know, who's coming to his own as a, uh, a great player rather than just a dunker and shout out to the University of Arizona, his alma mater. Mm-hmm. And also you got uh, other players on the Nuggets that, have, you know, with Jamal Murray being healthy, which they didn't have uh, when the Suns were on their run uh, to the finals in 2021. You know, he's got a healthy you know, knee after he tore his ACL. So, you know, when you got a 22 punch like that, and, and and we'll see what the Clippers do uh, as they just got Westbrook. But uh, as I've said on the show before, I think the Nuggets are definitely going to be in the way, and you, you got to give them respect. Do Dana Scott from the Arizona Republic? He covers the Phoenix Suns. Make sure you follow him on Twitter and find his coverage at azcentral.com/sports. Uh, Dana, appreciate you, and have a great rest of your week, my friend, my man. Yeah, thank you for your patience, and uh, oh, no, you know, no I, I really appreciate you asking me about my, my daughter and being a father. Just, well, anytime I get to acknowledge, I feel honored by you guys. Dude, seriously, man. Like, I don't know exactly what you're going through, but, like, I understand, <laughs> man. So, like, by any means, man, like, if you got to take care of daddy duties, go handle your business, man. We're not going anywhere. Yeah, man. So definitely don't stay away from that stomach bug that's going around in Arizona right now, too. You know, keep your mask on. That's for sure. Absolutely, and appreciate you. Thank you as always, my man. No doubt. Take care. There's a stomach bug going around. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been. I don't know if it's like only stomach, but yeah, it's been getting people right in their gut. Oh man. Well, it doesn't help that it's windy too been nasty weather mm-hmm. so yeah protect yourselves y'all um I, as much as i love the rain in the wind sometimes man being on like back to back to back days i feel like all week long it's just been it's been nasty hasn't it been beautiful ah, no i'm all about it ah, i don't know all right coming up next on uh spears and dolly if you want to call into the show 719-1490 is that phone number 719-1490 Stay tuned. More Spears and Ali coming up next. Spears. Justin Spears. I like that. And Ali. I want to be entertaining, but I'm not stupid enough to compare myself to Ali. We'll be right back on 1490 AM ESPN Tucson. Breaking news coming out of the University of Arizona. Delaney Schnell, Tucson native and Olympic medalist. She has won the Pac-12 Diving Championship for the third consecutive season. Delaney Schnell is a champ again. Man, what a legacy. What a legacy left behind by her. I mean, it's the last go-around here at the U of A. I mean, she's been winning 
at multiple levels, and once again, she she cleans house at the Pac-12 Diving Championships. Mm. Shout out to her. And she is the reason. we got to get her back on the show. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. She's the reason why I've actually seen a gold medal, or not a gold medal, excuse me, excuse me, silver medal in person. Um, and it was it was so cool holding a medal, and like an actual Olympic medal, something I may never, ever do again. They're weighty, man. Yeah, I they got some th- weight I to thought them. They weren't, I didn't know they were that heavy. Yeah. Olympic medal, like right here in this studio. Mm-hmm. Super cool, man. All right, uh, let's go to the phone lines, 719-1490. We got Mark joining us on line one. What's up, Mark? Hey, um, nothing, guys. Uh, except for the, the guy from Alabama. Now, I heard you talking about that because I heard from three to four, you know, but it, it, was he giving back the guy's own gun or was it his gun he was lending him? He was giving his oh, – no, the, the guy's gun, Darius Miles, the guy who's charged with murder, it was his gun. Oh, so but, he was borrowing the gun because I say that's weird. I'm I'm a gun owner, and as a matter of fact, I'm I've been loading the truck for the last two hours. We're going hunting in the morning, and I would never loan a gun to anybody, especially in that state of mind. He should have said something, but since it was that guy's gun, I think you know, Ali's a lawyer. I I don't think there's nothing you can do to him. I mean, he should have said something. I agree with that a hundred percent. Said that this guy's not in the right frame of mind right now, you know, mm-hmm. but. uh now, other than that, you know what? Like I said, I missed the last two hours. I know you only got a couple minutes, so begin. Recap the show. Come on, guys. <laughs> Mark, you I'm know our template way too guys. well. You know yeah. us way too well. <laughs> uh, oh, no, I've been listening when I can, but I've been just loading and loading and loading. So, hey, I still don't like this morning thing. Uh, so I even asked my wife about the podcast. She don't know how. Can you help me someday, you know, or someone at the office? I, I how, how do I do that on my phone? I do not actually know how to do that. I'm so old school. I hate smartphones. I'm going to need help, or I can't listen to your show anymore. Mark, we will give you instructions. We will give you the whole spiel on how to get our podcast, and we'll make sure you, you're set up right. I will personally do it All myself. Right. So... Hey, well, thank you, because I'm, 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 I'm honest about this. I don't know how to do it. Okay. Okay? I'll help you out, man. Hey, love you guys. Love you, Later. Mark. Thank you. Best of luck hunting, Mark. Yeah, seriously. Have fun out there. Good old Mark. Yeah, maybe we, should, we need to do, like, a, a video on our social media platforms that shows, hey, all of our afternoon listeners, here is a video on how to subscribe to our podcast. Yeah. Apple, Spotify, whatever. Yeah, we'll we'll make sure to. That sounds uh, like a pretty good idea. We'll we'll get you guys all situated on the whole podcast moving forward as we get ready for the mornings. But all right, now is the time to give away the last pair of digital tickets to the Tucson Craft Beer Crawl. Yes! Caller number four at seven one nine fourteen ninety seven one nine one four nine zero will get a pair of digital tickets to the Tucson Craft Beer Crawl. So these tickets will get you to the Tucson Craft Beer Crawl, Beer Crawl presented by Tucson Foodie, and it's in downtown Tucson starting at 1 o'clock. That's going down this Saturday. It's a beer crawl. There's going to be lots of samples mm-hmm. that you can enjoy. They're hitting like 10 bars. Yeah, that's that's amazing, man. 
and like I, 20 breweries involved. I've never done a, a beer crawl before, but I do know that it's super fun. So if you want to participate in this beer crawl, all you got to do is call in at 719-1490, and caller number four will get those tickets. Call in 719-1490 and secure your tickets to the Tucson Craft Beer Crawl. And I know that's a little bit of weird timing because you got Arizona versus ASU starting one hour beforehand. But you can watch the second half of Arizona versus ASU at this uh, Tucson Craft Beer Crawl. And then the Arizona women's basketball team, they're squaring off against Oregon State on the road. I'm sure the Pac-12 networks will be on at some of your bars. I mean, I, I hope. Um, and, yeah, so if you just want to uh, – It's usually the only place I can watch it anyway. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I can't watch it at home. I mean, shoot, YouTube TV doesn't have Pac-12 network. What am I, a millionaire? So – yeah, I got to come here and, and watch the game. But bars, they normally carry them. So if you want to uh, go get your drink on, get your party on, call right now, 719-1490, and secure your tickets today for the Tucson Craft Beer Crawl. Huge thanks to all of our guests today. Uh, Dana Scott from the Arizona Republic talking about the Phoenix Suns. Anthony Totree from PHNX discussing... ASU and an update on the Sun Devils since the last time they faced the Arizona Wildcats. And then good good old Robbie Bedell, former Arizona baseball pitcher who's now an aspiring pickleball player. <laughs> Hear about his journey playing pickleball. It's really cool, and it's the fastest-growing sport in America, according to some people. There's your recap, Mark. That'll do it for this episode of Spears and Ali. We'll be back tomorrow, same time, same place, right here on ESPN Tucson. Appreciate you guys.